What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again here today, Friday, May 31st. Hope all you guys have had a good May. Hope all you guys have had a good week. Um, hope all you guys start off this next month of June fabulous and off to the best start that you could possibly have it to. Hope all you guys are grinding hard to get where you want to be in life and just stay motivated, man. Don't let the little things, the mere materialistic things be your motivation. Be motivated by the people in your circle. Be motivated by your family. Be motivated by your own personal self, the want and need to get better. With that being said, after that little sermon, um, I wanted to come at you guys today and talk about, to me, in my personal opinion, the number one high school player in America, to me. He's not ranked number one on any site. A lot of people are saying he's easily number one. And, you know, I don't think, I think ESPN has him like top 10. I'm pretty sure 247 Sports has him, um, or 247 Sports has him ranked as uh, number eight, I believe, or seven. But his name is Cade Cunningham. Um, he's from Arlington, Texas, which is a, a big city, prominent city, just right next to Dallas. Um, he currently goes to Mont Verde Academy, which is one of the best high school basketball programs in the nation. Uh, coached by Coach Kevin Boyle, who coached Michael Carter-Williams, Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, Ben Simmons, all of them in high school. Um, and so Cade played under him. But if you want to know Cade, he is a he's a six six point guard. Um, and I compare him to Lonzo Ball, and I say he's Lonzo Ball with a jumper. And I don't want to only compare him to Lonzo's game because I think yes, he has a better package than when Lonzo was in high school. Um, but I like the comparison to Lonzo because they were both highly dominant in high school. A lot of people like to hate on Lonzo because of his dad and BBB and all the hype that goes around it. But Lonzo was a killer in high school. It was a reason he went undefeated his senior year. And he played a lot of the top teams in the nation. Like he played RJ Barrett, even though he was a freshman, he beat Montverde that year. He beat a lot of good teams. And, you know, Cade is kind of like that. He's dominant. Um, his team did lose a couple times this season, or I think only once this season, but still, he's still, to me, and to a lot of other people out there, he is the best player in the nation. And, you know, it's not, I won't say it's a, run, a runaway race, but you can clearly tell that his dominance is felt everywhere. Like, he doesn't have, on and on the EYBL, he plays for uh, the Texas Titans, who have been around for a long time. Um, they had Mickey Mitchell at one point in time, who's at Arizona State right now. They had Julius Randle. We all know who that is, um, playing for the Pelicans right now. Um, they had a couple of players. They had, um, oh, my God, what's the dude's name? DJ, um, oh, he went to Texas A&M. They had the two boys that went to Texas A&M. Can't think of their names right now. But, um, excuse me for that. Oh, my, I'm, I'm mad I don't know what their names are. Um, but they went to Texas A&M. But regardless of the fact, Cade is dominant. His Texas Titan team is not, I won't say they're they're not average, but they're not the best surrounding core out in the EYBL, if you ask me. They have some good players. They have Mike Miles Jr., uh, or Mike Miles, I believe is his name. They got a big man, I forgot his name, Light Skin. But Cade, with him being on the team, they got Greg Brown, obviously, who's another top player. But with Cade being on the team, it's like he takes them from a, a, as a pretty good team without him to a, a peach jam contender with him. And that's just how good of a player he is. He literally dominates the game in every way, shape, form, whatever the case may be. And so, um, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, he released his top 10 schools 
and it didn't really shock that many people, but on 24-7 Sports, shout out to Jerry Slater, one of the best in the business, um, recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. Um, he actually, re- or Jerry Meyer, excuse me, he actually released, um, not Jerry Slater, that's Andrew Slater, Jerry Meyer said that, because um, they do crystal ball prediction, the crystal ball predictions is like when you do a percentage of what school think has a chance of landing him the most, and his thing was, I believe it was 80% Oklahoma State, which shocked a lot of people, and 20% Kentucky, where a lot of people have him going because he is a one-and-done, definite type play- player, and he could easily end up being the number one pick in the 2021 draft. That's not a foregone conclusion at all. Um, so, you know, a lot of people were surprised with the Oklahoma State. So his top 10 is this. It's Duke. He has all the blue bloods. Duke, Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, Memphis, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Texas, Virginia, and Washington. So those are his top 10 schools. Um, we're going to talk about all the fits right now. So Duke, obviously, you have Coach K. Um, they already have a, a point guard committed there by the name of Jeremy Roach, who is from the DMV. He's a top point guard in the nation. Um, he's already there, but Cade, obviously, Duke, you can never, you know, just turn down Duke and Coach K because they build a dynasty damn near every year. Florida, Florida's an interesting school. I'm noticing a lot of kids love Florida. Um, they're definitely interested in it, and I don't blame them because Mike White runs a um, and not an ordinary type of offense. His offense is based on his, how his guards play, how his guards are doing. His guards or his play, his offense is built for his guards to get a majority of the buckets. If you're a top big man, I would not recommend Florida to be the place for you. And that's not saying that they won't get you buckets going to Florida, but they run their offense through their guards. They're, they, they run a guard heavy offense. This year, I believe they started four guards. Um, and so, you know, Florida always intriguing. They're interested in a lot of players, but K could definitely go down there. Um, even though he's already playing in Florida for high school, um, you know, Florida's always going to be in the option. Florida is always in contention with the Montverde kids, no matter what. Then you have Kansas. Kansas right now, I don't believe they have any 2020 commits. Um, Bill Self, obviously a good coach. Obviously, I mean, a good college coach, you know, K easily be the best player if he went there no doubt I mean any of these schools he'll go to he'll be the best player so that's easy but um you know Kansas obviously just good fit in the big 12 he played against some of his Texas schools that he's familiar with um and then Kentucky Kentucky was the favorite at a point in time because obviously you know you're if, if you're a pro if they if kids see you or let me say this if then if the nation sees you as a one and done type player and like an NBA player, they're going to want you to go to Kentucky. That's just the consensus that you're automatically going to go to Kentucky. And that's a good point. Don't get it twisted. Like most of the kids that I see that I say, oh, he's a pro, I'm saying the same thing. He's probably going to end up playing for Coach Calipari at Kentucky. And Cade is kind of the same thing. But Cade is also an interesting, interesting kid because he's not the he's not the loud type of player. He's not really he's kind of laid back and chill he's not really out there he's not really expressing himself a lot so you never know what's really going on in his head so you have to just you know assume but Cade is interesting like I said so that's Kentucky obviously he'd go there and be the best player Kentucky doesn't have any players currently committed for the class of 2020 right now I mean eventually they will obviously but it's still early for the class of 2020 commits um then you have Memphis like I said uh recruiting wise penny hardaway is a blue blood 
Sounds crazy, but it's the, it's a fact. He is a blue blood when it comes to recruiting. He has good recruiters. One, Mike Miller is a great recruiter. I don't know who's who who's to the source of Cade. I don't know who's actually recruiting Cade. I'm pretty sure they all are. I'm pretty sure every coaching staff and head coach is going to visit Cade himself. But Mike Miller does a great job recruiting. Penny does a hell of a job recruiting. And it's hard to just not look at Penny Hardaway, who was a former NBA All-Star. He'll probably end up being in the Hall of Fame. Um... And so it's hard to turn down Memphis. They're just a good school. They're going to have a whole bunch of one-and-done prospects in the future. The class of 2024, Memphis is going to be special, too. I think they have a chance at getting a couple of really good players. Cade could go there. I doubt it, but it's a chance. North Carolina. North Carolina does not have any uh, players in the class of 2020. They probably, I think they do, actually. Um, I don't know if they have any players in the class of 2020, but obviously, you know, more than likely, Carolina will end up losing Cole Anthony. So Cade will probably go in there right away. The ball will be in his hands from day one. He'd lead the team to however far they go in the ACC tournament um, and in the NCAA tournament. And so, you know, North Carolina is always a valuable option. As a kid, as a hooper, you always want the Blue Bloods to come and offer you. That that really is a testament to the, your work ethic and what you do. And, you know, Cade has all four of the Blue Bloods in his uh top 10, even though I consider my Michigan State Spartans a blue blood, even though we don't necessarily get the recruits, we definitely win the big time games. And that's what I think a blue blood is. But it's not everybody's opinion. It's just my opinion. But that's Carolina. And then Oklahoma State, the school that has um, currently the favorites, according to 24-7 sports, Oklahoma State is interesting. And I'll tell you this, Mike Boynton, who is the head coach up there, Mike Boynton, excuse me, black head coach. One of the few heads, head coaches, one of the few black head coaches out there is a very good coach. And don't get it twisted. He is building an up and coming program. A lot of people might say Oklahoma State. Why is he even considering Oklahoma State? They are building a very good program. They are not winning like that, but don't get it twisted. They are getting the recruits. They play a really good brand of basketball. They play hard. They're in one of the best conferences in the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma State is definitely not far from Kate's hometown of Arlington, Texas. Oklahoma State's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Definitely not a far drive. Um, probably, you know, a couple-hour drive. Um, and like I said, they're building a really good program. The, the, the recruits they have coming in this year are really good. Chris Harris Jr., Avery Anderson, who are both from the Dallas area, are both really good players. They're going to go to Oklahoma State be really good. Cade would go in and easily be the best player for sure. I think, no, did they? Oklahoma State, they didn't make the tournament – this year for sure. I know they didn't make it this year. Did they make it last year? I think they made it last year. Or they might have made it this year too. I don't remember though. But regardless of the fact, they're in the Big 12. They're really a competitive team. They don't really ever get blown out. I think they beat Kansas this year, matter of fact, even though Kansas wasn't that good. But still, beating Kansas is a really good achievement, especially when you're in the Big 12. And so, you know, don't sleep on Oklahoma State. And I'm not, I don't know, you know, I'm not a recruiting analyst myself, but I can see I can see the obvious, and the obvious is, you know, people don't like Oklahoma State, probably. They think it's just a lower-class school and whatnot, but you got to look at it from a kid's perspective. What is K look? What is K's perspective on it? K's perspective is already what I said. He probably has some type of relationship with Coach Mike Boynton. The school is not that far from him. He probably wants to, you know, be close closer to home because he's going to spend his – because he spent his past two years being away from home – down in Orlando, Florida, playing high school ball. And so, you know, Oklahoma State is probably the closest school to his actual hometown. So you got to look at it like that, too. And like I said, they're just building a really good program. So 
That's Oklahoma State. The next school is Texas, University of Texas, down in Austin, a little bit farther of a drive for K from Arlington, Texas. That's a fact. Um, can't sleep on them either. Shaka Smart is a really good recruiter. Um, they actually just hired a very good head coach in, in Luke Yaklich, who was from Michigan, who was a, a key piece to Michigan's tournament runs these past couple years. Um, so you can't sleep on Texas. Shaka Smart has always been a very good recruiter. They have a really good team uh, returning. They're going to have uh, Courtney Ramey, um, a couple other good players. What's his name? They had a couple transfers. Um, Courtney Ramey is one, but what's the other dude's name I'm thinking of right now? I can't put his. They lost. They lost Kerwin Roach. Um, they're gonna have Matt Coleman returning. They're gonna have. Um, oh my goodness. I'm. I don't know why I'm having brain farts right now, but they got a couple good players coming back at Texas. So, um, I don't know if they'll necessarily lose anybody after this season. Um, but they're gonna have a team, so you can't really sleep on Texas either. Then you have Virginia. Um, this is not really surprising at all because. You know, they're the national champs. Kids love to watch, obviously, the Final Four and majority of the NCAA tournament. And so just winning a national championship is going to put Tony Bennett on the map. Just going to a Final Four puts your school on the map a lot more recruiting-wise because kids want to go to schools that are winning, and they want to play for a winning coach. And so don't be surprised if you see Virginia and the Cavaliers on a lot of people's top recruiting list. Does that mean they necessarily go to that school? Maybe, but I think more likely they'll get a visit. But I don't think it's going to mean that he's going to be a commitment. But it, there is a chance, though, because Tony Bennett, um, he doesn't necessarily always get the McDonald's All-Americans. But I have to give him credit. He is very good at developing players like Malcolm Brogdon, um, Joe Harris, um, a couple other players that got out there. So that's Virginia. And then you got Washington. Washington is also a very interesting one. Like Oklahoma State, um, they have Coach Mike Hopkins, who was a – who was of the uh, coach Jim Beheim descendants. He used to be assistant coach at Syracuse. Um, he runs a 2-3 zone, sadly. But um, Washington is just like Oklahoma State in the sense that they are an up-and-coming program, too. And not saying that they were ever down, not saying that they were ever um, down and out, but, you know, they had Coach Romar, didn't really have the most success. They had Markel Fultz, didn't really have the most success, even though he put on a show up there in Seattle. Um but they didn't make the tournament that year. Um, and so they just kind of been a middle-of-the-line middle Pac-12 team um, uh, up until this past season. They were very good this year. Um, even though, you know, the Pac-12 had a down year, Washington was definitely one of the better – probably the best team in the Pac-12. They had Jalen Noel, who's headed to the NBA now, um, and a few other players. Uh, Matisse Thibully was probably one of the best defensive players in all the college basketball this past season. And Mike Hopkins is just a really good recruiter. He Obviously, he's from the East Coast. I believe he's actually from somewhere in New York. I don't know that for a fact, but I know he is from the, the East. Um, I don't know how he got the, he even got the Washington job, but he's had it for the past, I think, two or three years now, almost four. Um, and he's really building that program. He got two five-star recruits um, this year in the class of 2019 with Isaiah Stewart, who's from um, New York. And then he got... Um, Jaden McDaniels was a hometown kid from Seattle, right there in Seattle. Um, so he nabbed those two players. And Mike Hopkins is just really building a, a very, very good program. So a lot of kids are going to look at Washington because, you know, it's an interesting place. It's an interesting college. It's historic, like, in a couple different senses from, you know, just their football teams to, you know, they, they've had some all-time hoopers like Isaiah Thomas, Nate Robinson, um, a couple other players. Um, DeJounte Murray, Markel Fultz. So they're just an interesting place. So, you know, you can't ever sleep on Coach Hopkins and them. So 
that's his top 10. Just want to describe to you guys how he would fit into each school. He would obviously be the best player if he went to any of these schools. That's a fact, no doubt in my mind. That's Kay Cunningham, man. So, honestly, just pay attention to him. Um, he's going to lead his team to the Peach Jam next month in July, or technically two months, but, you know, tomorrow will be in a month. In July, they go to the Peach Jam in South Augusta, South, uh, in South Augusta, or in Augusta, South Carolina, excuse me. He will be leading his Texas Titans team. To me, like I said, he is the number one player in the nation. Even though I don't like rankings, you know, I can firmly say I, I believe Kay Cunningham is the best player in all of high school basketball right now because he literally does everything and he's dominant. I don't know how many times I've said that word in this podcast, but it is correct for Kay Cunningham. So be on the lookout for him. Um, be on the lookout for him in his high school season. Like I said, he plays for Montverde Academy down there in the Orlando area. He plays on a nationally televised uh, schedule. So you guys can go watch him anytime you want, pretty much when the high school season rolls around. So that's Kay Cunningham, man. Like I said, 6'6", six, six point guard out of Arlington, Texas. And that's just what he does, man. So stay tuned for him. He will definitely be in the NBA one day. So you will either, if you don't hear about him now, you will hear about him in the future, man. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. As always, y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all Fridays. Get some relaxation. Get some me time. Do whatever you got to do. Um, settle down this weekend. Don't have too much fun. Um, and with that being said, man, y'all have a beautiful and blessed weekend. Again, I will talk to you guys soon. One love and peace.